Welcome to episode five of the Engagement Does Matter podcast, where my goal is to inspire teachers one bass drop at a time. Today, we're taking a little look at a song, or a listen rather, to a song that doesn't have too many bass drops in it actually at all. This is a very chill track um, that is still considered electronic music, but it's by an artist known as Catnip Cloud. Really kind of a um, ethereal type feel and sound. Um, and I really like this song because it's so kind of wispy and dreamlike. Um, and when I think about it, um, and think about the title of the track, it actually takes you to a place on its own. Um, so we're looking at places today and places in terms of where we can take our children and our students in their lessons. So here is Catnip Cloud with Places featuring Tyrell Hognestat. I'm about to be terribly honest. Children are not interested in anything the standards say. I'm not so idealistic to think that most fourth graders enter our school with desires to analyze and provide evidence of how the author's choice of point of view, perspective, and purpose shape content, meaning, and style. Obviously, they'd much rather be watching YouTube videos of kids overseas playing with squishies. That's a thing. YouTube it. Even when presenting this important reading skill to students, the mere breadth of this standard gets in the way of bringing students to a place where they can find any interest in it. So the question is, how do we get students to deeper places in their learning? If we look at the aforementioned YouTube, and we have to acknowledge a few things about it. It has a variety of videos, and it's sure to offer something to pique anyone's interest. It can sustain entertainment for long periods of time, and there's an option for viewers to leave feedback. In a nutshell, YouTube offers voice to the viewer. This is exactly what we need to be providing students in our classrooms. Student voice. If we were to look at the fourth grade South Carolina College and Career ELA standard presented earlier, Language, Craft, and Structure Standard 11, there are actually a few ways using the gifts possessed by YouTube to engage student voice in teaching this. Variety. Allow students to study a text that interests them. This doesn't have to be a book. It could be a poem, article, how-to guide, song lyric, or even a journal entry or blog post. Kids are going to be way more interested in something they have selected than a book you've pulled off a curriculum guide. Sustainability. This type of learning can't be limited to 45 or 50 minutes. Try pulling a 10-year-old away from their device after 50 minutes. Giving students the chance to explore in this manner requires a few class sessions at minimum, providing kids a chance to go off into directions that truly do deepen their understanding. Say, for example, a student is analyzing an opinion article regarding the influence of the WNBA on women's sports. This may send that student down a wormhole about the history of the WNBA, influential players, even information about Title IX. While setting flexible boundaries for our students, we have to give them the freedom and time to explore. 
Feedback. Very little engages children like the opportunity to give their two cents on a topic. How often do we really allow them to be heard? When given the chance to be vocal about their learning, they're forced to think critically about their statements. Edutopia actually gives an article that highlights two particular strategies for getting kids to think critically about their reading and sharing their own views on it. See more on engagementdoesmatter.com. Teaching in this manner allows students to truly engage deeper in their learning. However, it requires teachers to loosen the reins, which is not as easy as finding entertainment on YouTube. Pardon the overuse of the word, but diving deeply into allowing student choice and voice right away is not prescribed. Part of our role as educators is providing students with the tools to manage this type of learning more independently. We must lay the foundation first guiding them with how to research and think critically and how to respectfully share feedback supported with evidence. Student voice, such powerful exchange of human energy. So in reflecting on this blog post, I'm reminded of something that someone said this week in a professional development that I participated in. I said that children are not interested in anything that the standards say. And in this PD, someone said, actually reminded us, are you teaching children or are you teaching standards? And I wanna focus on this for just a second because in allowing kids to go deeper, and finding deeper places in their learning, we really do as educators have to give up some control. We're a leader in May School at Malden Elementary, and one of the things that I try daily to do is encourage kids to find and kind of, mm, I'm at a loss for the word, but, find and appreciate the leader that's within themselves. And what that requires us to do is give them room, give them room to go deeper, give them room to venture to different places, just as I wrote about, and also give them room to make mistakes. How often do we as adults, educators, learners, make mistakes? Daily, I'm sure. Hourly, sometimes several times within the hour. I know there are things that I can look back on the past week and say, I should have done this differently. Yet, we're still employed. We still take care of children. We're still allowed to (laughs) drive cars, use large amounts of money, sometimes making mistakes with those large amounts of money. But sometimes we forget that children are learning how to be young adults. And just as we continuously make mistakes day to day, day in and day out, we really need to provide opportunities and grace for our students to make mistakes as well. We wouldn't even be necessary or required if students 
came out of the womb, kids came out of the womb rather, with the understanding and know-how to do everything perfectly. For example, if our kids just came to school programmed with how to walk in the halls or how to eat quietly at lunch or how to play on the playground without getting into fights, what purpose would there be for teachers and educators at all? So I think it's really important that we understand that we are not just in the business of educating kids and teaching standards, but we're in the business of creating little people, little people that make mistakes and they're going to grow up and continue to make mistakes. So as you give yourself grace and you allow yourself to grow as a teacher, educator, parent, friend, colleague, husband, wife, whatever it is that you are in this life, remember that everyone is on a different path and everyone's got bumps along the way. Everyone has to make mistakes. And in making those mistakes, we just end up growing and learning even more. What actually takes us to a deeper place than learning from our mistakes and growing from them? So just take that as you go into the next week. If you are in a school, if you are in a classroom, and you have little people that you are um, put in control of, put in uh, responsibility of, rather, make sure that you're allowing them grace. Because I can guarantee you, you're going to make mistakes in teaching them, in leading them, in encouraging them to do the right thing. It's only fair that we allow them to make mistakes as well. Thanks for listening to this fifth episode of Engagement Does Matter. Make sure you check me out on Twitter at Hamilton Park 17 and also Engagement Does Matter on Instagram at Engagement Does Matter. You can read this blog post, places, as well as other ones on EngagementDoesMatter.com.